Welcome to the Synergy Podcast, your source for small cap investor news, videos, and exclusive interviews on emerging public companies in North America. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is the first piece of content since the new year, and I hope 2023 is off to a great start. Today, we have the honor of speaking with the CEO of High Tide Resources Corp, trading under the ticker symbol HTRC on the Canadian Securities Exchange, Mr. Steve Roebuck. Steve, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Aleem. Uh, 2023 has started off great, and I am all fired up and uh, keen to tell everybody about our great projects. Happy to hear that. Let's kick things off with a brief description of High Tide and a brief introduction on yourself and your background in the mining space. Sure. So, so High Tide's uh, still a minty fresh company. Basically, uh, you know, we've been public now for about 11 months. So February 25th, 2022 was when we went public. We were private up until that point in time. Um, myself, uh, I'm a mining professional, been in the business for over 25 years now. I've actually worked in the mines, uh, underground mine geo, surface mine geo, um, exploration geologist, mine engineer. Uh, so I've got a lot of varied experience, which is really helpful as you start to progress and, and move up into the more senior roles. And, and now I'm, uh, like you said, um, I, I'm actually the interim CEO uh, of High Tide Resources, but I'm a, essentially a founder, director, and kind of got everything uh, rolling on that front. That's great. Steve, the portfolio of projects under high tide are unique, diversified, and in all different stages, ranging from battery metals to high demand commodities. It seems like a great and unusual mix. You know, is there a particular reason or strategy behind acquiring these assets and how did they come about? We're businessmen first. Um, that's that's a, a key component is that you, you look at uh, you know, and, and plus I've got all this experience and I can see things coming maybe uh, a little bit better. Uh, you know, than when I was a little bit younger and, and, and being more uh, proactive than reactive. So, you know, the, the iron ore space is, is a, an incredible space. It's the biggest trade in the world. Um, 93% of everything that was mined globally, globally uh, in 2021 was iron ore. And, and it's, uh, it, like I said, it's the biggest trade in the world. It's, it makes up pretty well everything that goes into everything. So I saw that one coming a long period because there was a long period of depressed iron ore prices and I could see it, you know, moving and trending upwards, coming off of historic lows. And, you know, these things are cyclical. So I positioned the company. I, I picked up a project uh, with iron ore for iron ore in, in Labrador, uh, which is and I'll talk about that more in detail as we go. The other projects, um, the, the Lac Pegma copper nickel cobalt again, um, you know, 26 years ago, I worked on it as a pup geologist. Uh, I had an opportunity, you know, to, the, to acquire this project. I've been watching it for 20 years, wondering what's going on. Uh, the, the opportunity came up and I acquired it. And so I put it into the portfolio. So, and it's, it's really proximal to, to where this Labrador West Iron project is. It's, they're, they're within, you know, 75 kilometers of each other. So it really made sense to have critical mass in one area with two different commodities. 
the lithium, well, you know, that was an interesting one because again, you know, friends who had projects and, and I know a lot of people in the industry, they said, well, they're looking for a home for some projects. And I looked at them and I said, great location. And this is one of the key things is that all the projects that we've got, nothing's out in the, the boondocks, everything's proximal to infrastructure. And that is absolutely critical when it comes to comes time to do more than exploration as you want to develop things, you need to have uh, that access to infrastructure, power, rail, ports, uh, you know, cities, where you can get, you know, mining supplies, drilling contractors, geos, et cetera. You wanna be close to infrastructure. So I put this all together uh, in, in high tide and uh, here we go. Let's, let's go through these projects one by one. Steve, I want to start off with the clear-cut lithium project. The location ex is exciting and, of course, the early stages. There's no yeah. NR43101 yet, which brings a lot of anticipation and excitement yeah. to the market. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure my listeners would agree with that. Walk me through what the company is currently doing at the clear-cut lithium project. I know prospects, prospecting recently commenced and phase one is now complete. Yeah. Perfect. So let's go with you said location, because this is just a common theme as I'm going to keep going at. This is about 75 kilometers southwest of Val d'Or, Quebec. And, and between Val d'Or and Rouen, there's, I don't know, 10, you know, mines in that area. So this is extremely well serviced by, by the mining uh, industry. So you got everything that you need right there. And, and, and that is basically your, your gold copper belt is between those two towns, Rouen and, and Val d'Or. To the south, you're getting into uh, the sub-Pontiac region, which is a different geological domain, which is more to do with granites. And it's typically in the granites that you're finding these, these uh, you know, pegmatites, uh, spodumene bearing pegmatites, and this is where you're getting your lithium. So... Most uh, geologists for the last hundred years walked right over it. Nobody paid uh, any attention to it because everyone was looking more in the volcanic pile, which is where the, the gold is found. So this was, you know, uh, completely unevaluated. Um, but we, we saw the opportunity and, and taking a look at the ClearCut Lithium Project, it's called ClearCut for one reason, is that it's been extensively logged. So that gives it a lot of the road network that the, the loggers used uh, when they last passed through the area. So that's an amazing advantage to us in terms of you know, access and then driving around the project. It's 14,400 hectares. It's really large. So you know, having that as, a, as an advantage is huge. It's located 20 kilometers east of Sayona Minings. One of their uh, their top exploration targets is just 20 kilometers to the west. So they figure they got about five to 25 million tons of 1.2 to 1.5% lithium right on their project. So, I mean, we're in the right jurisdiction. We got the right names around us, Sayona, Winsome Mining, uh, Vision Lithium. There's, there's several, uh, Brunswick. Uh, there's, there's a number of, you know, names that are, are, are really active in the area and they've made some exciting discoveries. So just again, last year we saw the opportunity. Uh, the, the deal was, uh, uh, you know, a company friendly deal. It didn't cost a lot of money or shares. Uh, being as greenfield as it is, you know, we just said, let's take a look. So what did we do? Last? We, we flew uh, an airborne magnetic and radiometric survey over the entire property area. We just got the results of those in December. But, you know, I was really excited to get the team out there. We had a, a team of geos ready on standby in, in late October, early November. So we went out and did about a two to three week field program. We took 140 samples 
we we did some basic mapping and just got our you know really boots on the ground first pass program. So now, where are we now? Well, we're like most guys, you're, you're waiting for your assays to come in. That's a couple of months. So that this kind of knocks it down a, a little ways into, you know, April and March, April ter- territory. But it gives us the time to sit back and review all of our LIDAR surveys, all of our mapping, all of our geophysics. And when the chemistry comes in from the samples, we'll be able to put this all together. And then bang, we're back out there in May, June. Uh, of next year right away and following up on on any of our you know fines uh or or you know close close calls so this is uh you know early stage but an extremely exciting uh project it's in the right jurisdiction it's it's location next to sayona mining is extremely favorable for us so we've got high hopes there uh at clearcut let's talk about your more advanced iron ore project known as labrador west from my understanding and, and going through the property's technical report, this project hosts a lot of high-grade iron and some good drill results back in 2021. Where is the project at right now, and what are the steps that High Tide's taking to continue to advance and de-risk? So just a quick correction there. The the results were in 2020 and 2022. We didn't actually have a program in 21. So just minor thing like that. But you're, you're 100% right. Uh, we had some stellar results. Um, and, and we reported them starting probably around August, September, October. Uh, we put out the results of seven drill holes. Uh, it, it, it was fantastic. Um, so let's just talk about the project for, let's do a little bit of a step back on that one because it's it's important. Um, this is a former Rio Tinto project. Uh, they, they were, Rio Tinto and Altius had a joint venture going back to 2010, 11, and 12. And Rio Tinto did $5 million worth of work on it. Um, and then the price of iron went into the nuclear winter of 2014, 15, 16, 17. And basically, they lost interest in the project and they were more uh, involved around their, their mine operations. So we are the adjacent project to the Carroll Lake Mine, which is Rio Tinto, Mitsubishi and Labrador Iron Ore Royalty Corporation. So this whole camp has actually got four operating mines and we're adjacent to the biggest one, which is Rio Tinto. So this is one of their exploration projects. So it gave us the opportunity when we took the project over in 2019 and put it into the private company. And 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 it's kind of a, a, a bit of a head scratcher story how we got this project, but uh, Rio Tinto failed to make a $1,000 claim renewal fee and they lost the project. And it basically sat empty for, uh, you know, open ground for months on end until it was restaked. And that's how I came across this project. So, um, you know what, this is a lot of guys have done well following behind majors who who have made, you know, similar mistakes. And, and I think that, you know, we've got an opportunity for one of them. But with all the data that they collected and, and, and produced uh, from 20, you know, if they liked it, you know, they drilled it for three years straight, nine, uh, 10, 11 and 12. So that means they are on to something. I came along in 2020. We drilled four holes. We had a little break in the COVID window in the summer of that. Uh, we got in there with a drill. We did four holes. I twinned some of the historic holes. We got as good, if not better results. So we came in in 2022 when we went public. Remember, we I, I said we went public uh, in 2022. We went public and bang, we hit it with a seven more holes, 2,300 meters. 
So now we've got the historic information that Rio did. Our information from 2020 and 2022 now have 7,500 meters. And here we are, we are literally now weeks away from a maiden resource. We are about to daylight a major new iron deposit in the Southern Labrador trough. There is nothing in the hands of a major that is, uh, sorry, in another junior that comes close to what we are about to do. This is very significant. So, um, and, and, and this is just the beginning. You, you, you start by getting that resource. You start by looking at it and say, what do I do next? Do I drill it more? Do I do a PEA? These are decisions that we're going to be making in the next few, uh, several weeks to months. And, and then all of a sudden, this is what the majors are looking for. As I said, 93% of, uh, of what was mined in the world in, in, in 2021 was iron ore. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, all the big companies are doing. This is, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's all sorts of, of, uh, you know, potential suitors, whether they be from within the camp or, or, or new to the camp. And I think one of the big changes that is coming, and this is what is really important for everyone to know is that it's the quality of the iron ore concentrates or pellets that comes out of Canada out of the Labrador trough. This is the material that you can use for green iron or green steel. And this is where the industry is going. Now, if you couple that, and this is where your deep thinking has to take place. If you couple that with the changes that are being made to the North American Free Trade Agreement, and in particular to the auto industry, the amount of material that has to be North American is going up and steel is going from 40% in 2024 to 70% in 2026. They're almost doubling the, the amount of steel input that has to be derived and mined in North America. So here we are, we are really at the cusp of something special. And as you continue to develop a project, you look at what can the uses of this be? Yes, we can use it to feed the, the North American steel industry, European steel industry, the Asian, which is Korea, which is Japan and China. So we're not dependent just on what China is doing. There is a big ecosystem that is in huge demand. And when I talk to some of the commodity traders who are, who are interested in what we are doing and the area in which we're working, they said that, you know, you could double production tomorrow from the Labrador trough. and We sell every single ton globally. So it is it is a huge advantage for us. We are, you know, essentially the only junior out there. We're going to have first mover advantage. We're going to have traction. We're going to have a brand new maiden resource. And this is, you know, for everybody listening, this is where we're at. We are so close to this. So big time. Very exciting. Last yeah. project in the mix and one of my favorites, the LAC Pegma project. Steve, tell us a little bit about this and what the steps are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of my favorites too, as I, I mentioned earlier, you know, I was there in 1996. And if you look at my, my uh, deck, there's a picture of me uh, there as a much younger version of me, probably about 40 pounds lighter too. But regardless, it's, uh, it's exciting. And this is uh, magmatic sulfides, copper, nickel, cobalt. It's got a uh, non-43 one. And so it's a historic, you know, somebody did it back of the envelope. They did the best practice at the time, but they had a 2 million ton uh, deposit, 0.62% copper, 0.34% nickel, O3 cobalt. And there's a small zinc deposit about uh, one kilometer to the north that's got half a dozen holes in it. 
what the hell is that thing doing there? So there's a ton of potential. So what we what we did in 2021 is that we went out there, we flew again, another uh, mag survey, and we had all sorts, mag and EM, electromagnet, we had all sorts of conductors pop up. So we, we immediately staked the entire area. So we've got a, a nice big footprint of the project and we've got, um, you know, all sorts of targets. And we made new discoveries just around the, the known deposit. So, and, and all the drilling that was done in 1996, I drilled the first 24 holes. They drilled another, I don't know, 36 holes. Every one of them was drilled short. Nobody pushed this thing to depth. Nobody sees whether or not this thing folds back on itself. There's so much potential on new targets and working around that. So very exciting. Um, but, you know, I'm waiting for a permit from the government. But you know what? That's all you can do. You can do all the hard work you want. But, you know, you still need that permit to advance it. And there we are right there. Let's switch focus a bit. You guys sure. just finished doing a $1 million raise. Yep. How are these funds going to be spent? Well, you know, everything around uh, a maiden resource and and uh, doing all of that and the, all the metallurgical work, that is all hard dollars. So what it was, with, there was a mix of flow through, Quebec flow through, national flow through and hard dollars. So the hard dollars goes to just keep everything rolling along, keep the engineers and the geologists, you know, fed and watered, so to speak. And then, uh, you know, the Quebec flow through, that's strictly for uh, the, the lithium project. And the national flow through can be used on other things. And I think, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, there's, uh, there's other things going to be happening at some point in time. So, this is just the beginning of the journey, as I said. This is, you know, we still got that minty, fresh kind of uh, new co-feel to us. We're only 11 months old or less than that. Um, we've got a lot of plans uh, ahead. We've got solid projects, and I think we're just going to keep on this battery metals, critical metals, uh, and, and, you know, cr critical infrastructure metals. And I think that's what iron ore is. As I keep saying, 93% of everything that was mined in 2021 was iron ore. If that's not critical, nothing is. And that's kind of a, a key advantage for us is that, you know, we've got the frothy, sexy lithium, but at the, you know, we're, we're underpinned. Going to buy a massive iron deposit close to infrastructure in safe and secure Canada. It's, it's a great project portfolio. For the investors that are listening right now, can you provide some details on the capital structure? Um, we're right now. Um, we've got seventy-seven million shares outstanding. Um, I would say forty-two percent of that seventy-seven million is actually the float. Um, the The balance is is all in escrow. And that means that companies like Vidian Gold, um, Altius, uh, Firm Corporation, companies that were key uh, that were key on building up of this company, all the shares are uh, in escrow at this point in time. There's a small floor, a float, as I said, around forty odd percent, um, and and that group is also friends and family and insiders. So. Uh, there's no rush to the exits, uh, for sure. We're going to, you know, uh, there's, there's no debt, uh, in the company. There's a little bit of cash where, you know, you know how it goes in this business. There's, uh, the, you know, you, you always need, uh, you know, dollars when you're a junior exploration company. Uh, but you know, when you've got projects like you've got, and I said, we're businessmen first, if there's a good offer on the table, bang, 
you hit the you hit that and you, we'll, we'll do what we need to do with our projects and continue to drive value um yeah so that's kind of a, a quick snapshot uh, on the on things right now and and it's that tight share structure that makes us uh, a, a very compelling uh, bid steve lastly is there anything else people should know about high tide before we wrap up you know, I think I've just kind of laid all the cards on the table right there. Um, I think we're, you know, we're in a good position for 2023. And uh, there's some smart people. Uh, check out the company, check out the board. Um, there's some exceptionally talented people um, in the mining exploration, the iron ore space uh, around the company and a lot of experience. And I think that uh, I, you know, we're, we're, we're looking forward to a great 2023. Thank you for your time, and I hope we can catch up again soon. You will. Cheers.